Welcome to the U Sports Safety Update podcast, produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program in Jacksonville, Florida. The Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program, or JSMP, is dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and injury prevention. JSMP is also the managing partner of the Florida Alliance of Sports Medicine, or FASMED, which is a statewide coalition of sports medicine physicians who are engaged in promoting the highest level of high school sports safety through education, awareness, and access to medical resources to help kids help keep kids safe. I'm your host, Jim Mackey, a certified athletic trainer with over 50 years of experience in a variety of sport health care settings. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Zach Stinson, the president of FASMED, or the Florida Alliance of Sports Medicine, who will share some details about its mission and history of the organization and to discuss some key objectives that FASMED hopes to accomplish. So thank you for being with us, Dr. Stinson of Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. Thank you so much for having me, Jim. Happy to be here and happy to talk about uh, FASMED and all the great things that this organization is doing in the state of Florida. All right. Well, thank you for taking your, taking some time out of your busy clinic schedule to join us and discuss some sports safety strategies here in Florida and specifically uh, being a nonprofit kids sports safety program where you serve as the president. So let's start out with finding out a little bit more about you, Dr. Stinson, as a pediatric sports medicine surgeon. Tell us your story and how did you go about deciding to go into this field and what landed you at Nemours Children's uh, Hospital in Orlando? Yeah, thanks. I, I uh, well, you know, I've been involved in sports my whole life uh, as a kid, and and that's generally what uh, gravitated me towards a field in sports. I knew I always wanted to do something, whether that was coaching or just just being around um, competitions. Just always been in my blood. And um, you know, when I was in college, I played college water polo at uh, Texas A&M University, Gigum, and um, I uh, saw that. You know, really, actually, specifically water polo, a lot of kids didn't know about it. So I started an organization called Sports for Kids that was uh, actually initially intended just to get kids interested in the sport of water polo. Um, and then I realized that particularly in Bryan College Station area, there are a lot of kids that just didn't have uh, access to just uh, sports opportunities in general. So I started an organization, or so that same organization, Sports for Kids, we, we branched out to including all sports and utilized the Texas A&M varsity athletes to uh uh, get kids engaged in different sports activities that they and opportunities they may not have otherwise had. Uh, so that was a really cool experience. And just from there, I knew that, you know, I wanted to continue in that, in that manner. And, and I also was interested in medicine. So just melded the two together. And so being a, a sports surgeon or actually a pediatric sports surgeon, which is what I wanted to do at the time, that was in the uh, late nineties, early two thousands, that, that I didn't even know this, but that position didn't really exist. The field of pediatric sports medicine surgery, which I do now is something that has kind of evolved, uh, really over the last 20 years to now, a lot of people are, are training specifically for this position. And so I did that. I did, uh, orthopedic surgery training, did sports medicine fellowship, and also a pediatric orthopedic surgery fellowship. And really, again, targeting, uh, that specific field where I could take care of young athletes and Nemours Children's Hospital, which um, I was, you know, again, from Texas. Uh, but at the time that I was completing my training, they were specifically looking for somebody who does what I do. And, and it looked like a great, great organization, which it has been and specifically, I mean, a hundred percent dedicated to treating all kids. So that regardless of ability to pay or any other circumstances, 
that's Namor's only focus is, is taking care of the health of kids. And, and, and so just the marriage of my interest in that field and, and what, what they were able to provide and, and helping me be able to take care of all kids, regardless of any other situation, uh, just made it a great, um, uh, situation. And so being from Texas, uh, where it is a great sports state and then coming to Florida, which is another great sports state, uh, it was an easy, uh, uh transition and, you know, we'll talk, obviously get into a little bit more about FastMed, but but speaking to that, you know, FastMed, uh, I got to meet uh, the the leader of FastMed, uh, Bob Sefcik, uh, shortly after coming to Orlando, uh, and and uh, when I heard about this organization, it, it was just something like I'd been looking for something like that, and they don't have this in Texas, so it's really cool to see this happening in Florida. Yeah, it's it's great to see how Bob has brought these alliances together first here in Jacksonville and now statewide and and hopes to spread it out nationally too. So, let's do shift our focus over to um the Florida Alliance of Sports Medicine. So, what is FASMED? How does it begin and uh, you told a little bit of how you got involved, but why is it important for other physician members uh to be a part of this organization? Well, I think, you know, we we all whether you're a physician or athletic trainer or a physical therapist or even a coach that's involved in taking care of young athletes, we all know the concerns. We know the concerns of of injury, obviously, overuse, um, worries about concussion, and 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 we all we know the concerns, uh, and and we know that there are things that we wish we could see happen to make the uh, the the play of field or the field of play safer, um, and you know, by uniting everybody together, we can do a lot more, right, than, than operating independently. So that's just the basic uh, the fast med is getting everybody, like-minded individuals together that are all focused on the safety of, of uh, sports, particularly youth sports, and um, helping to find ways where we can push forward policies that, that make that happen. And whether that's at the legislative level or uh, working at the grassroots level with coaches, um, there are many ways to do it. And, and we've already been demonstrating that it can be done in a very positive, tangible way. All right. Let me, let me give a few bullet points that Bob has shared with us too, that it's a nonprofit physician advocacy organization dedicated to high school sports here in Florida. Uh, it began in 2013 and they'll have your 10 year anniversary at the next meeting. It's unique in that Florida is the only state that has such a collaborative program. Uh, it's a membership driven that includes uh, surgeons, non-operative sports specialists, um, represents every region of the state. So it's not territorial. Um, it <clears throat> has a membership opportunity for individual providers, practices and hospitals. Uh, it's focused on kids sports safety and has the strength of many of the Florida Children's Hospital, like you mentioned, Amores, um Joe DiMaggio, others in that Wolfson's Children's Hospital here in Jacksonville. And uh, one other thing that it's earned some partnership with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the Miami Dolphins. So the state is committed to keeping these kids safe on the field. And I heard, I can't say who the person was, but they were very high up in the high school sports realm. And after the incident that happened at um, down in Fort Lauderdale, I think it was at the um, I'm sorry, I forget the high school. But anyway, he said, we have got to have athletic trainers in every single high school because it was two athletic trainers and the physicians that responded to this uh, unconscious, unresponsive athlete uh, on the field. So um, I think it was American Heritage High School that happened at. So yeah. 
anyway, so that uh, that's some bullet points there, and uh, and it also allows you have the influence to hit some key legislators, uh, so that when legislation needs to be created or tweaked or whatever, uh, physicians have great access. And your as an organization, you have a lot more um, clout. So we say uh, to to get things done uh, from in a collaborative effort and not just uh, one person crying in the wind there. So from an organizational standpoint, uh, what are some of your key objectives uh, that you've identified and and really want to focus on with FASMED? Yeah, I think you just uh, illustrated uh, one of the main ones just just now with with uh, as you said having having properly trained individuals at the ready for emergencies. So specifically, uh, properly trained athletic trainers that know how to uh, respond uh, emergently, uh, particularly to uh, a uh, athlete down on the field, uh, possibly with sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, having uh, AEDs available that and, and trained operators that, that know how to use them. Um, so that, that, you know, we know that Florida high school has a, uh, trained uh, athletic trainer and we need to get to where we achieve hundred percent. And that's one of our, that's been one of the goals since the outset of FASTMED and that continues to be a goal and we've made strides, but this is where it, it's a, like you said, a collaborative effort. So it's, it's us as the physicians, uh, uh pushing for it along with the athletic trainers. And then that's working with, uh, the agencies that, that can help us achieve that, uh, such as the uh, Florida High School Athletic Association and the, the uh, or specifically the Sports Medicine Advisory Committee, which I, I've um, fortunately been able to be a part of, uh, and where we can have direct contact with, with uh, uh, people that can have influence on making these changes. Uh, mm-hmm. Other that, you know, on that same line, um, you know, by by doing this, we can and, and having that access to athletic trainers, we can we can take some of the burden off of the healthcare system, particularly emergency rooms. So for a for a non emergent injury or, or something that can be assessed and pro- appropriately treated by athletic trainer, uh, that you know would would again uh, take some of the burden off of emergency rooms. It would also help get that athlete in in touch with the right uh, person for for treatment right away. So getting them in touch with a, a physician who can manage their injury uh, that has has relationship with that athletic trainer. Um, and so you know again that that's been kind of one of the main focuses of, of fast med and, and I think we're going in the right direction with with achieving that goal. Right. And, and it also increases access to health care, as you mentioned, especially in uh, low income neighborhoods, uh, Title I schools that uh, don't have access to health care. A lot of times with an athletic trainer there, they have that early access to help to uh, reduce some of the emergency room visits and, uh, but yet, and yet increase visibility of what athletic trainers do and access them to sports trained physicians who can uh, manage these situations. So and reduce time loss injuries and just uh, be better resources for uh, uh, preventative care and that. So through the work of FASMED, Florida has earned the ranking of number one uh, in the state, or excuse me, in the nation for uh, school sports safety, uh, as recognized by the Corey Stringer Institute uh, at the University of Connecticut. Uh, this is a tremendous accomplishment and ranking the state has been able to maintain for the past three years. As uh, president of FASMED, what does this mean to you and uh, where do you still feel we need to advance to continue to uh, lead the nation? 
Well, you know, this is a, a, a fantastic honor. And as I said before, you know, uh, coming from Texas, which I thought was a great, uh, or it is, it is a great state for, for youth sports. And then coming to Florida, um, which is, is just as good. Uh, but to see uh, some of the things happening here, particularly with FastMed and particularly with the, with the cooperation organization of the uh, uh, Florida High School Athletic Association, uh, it just shows what working together to have a, you know, with a common goal of safety and identifying areas that can be approved, it, it, it just proves what can be done. And this can be done in, in all states. And I hope, you know, it's great to be recognized as, as uh, being number one. And, and again, this is number one from, a, we should specify from a policy standpoint. So we have, you know, we recognize that having sports safety policies that, that are, are um, you know, uh, as good as any any state in the nation, uh, but policy is one thing. But putting those policies into action is the other thing, and I think that's where, you know, we we still have work to do. So we have to make sure that okay, we say that you know every school needs an athletic trainer, then we got to make it happen. We say that everybody needs to have AEDs at the ready and knows how to use them. We say that everybody needs to know how to how to assess for or risk of uh, heat illness and how to manage a heat illness when it's when it's identified. Having you know, ice baths available on the sidelines, uh, things like that, knowing how to recognize concussion and how to manage it appropriately. So we have all these things. We know what should be in place, or at least uh, to the best of our knowledge, what we think is the safest. And, and we've, we've, we've uh, outlined all these strategies, but, but again, it's just, we need to make sure that, that the follow through is there. So I think that's where we are in terms of continuing to, to lead. Uh, and then I would, like I said, would like to see other states, join us in this effort because you know it's great again to, to have pride in your state and be the best but we want sports safety to be pervasive throughout the entire uh country and and, and we don't want any uh, kids to be uh have to suffer from from lack of preparedness exactly yeah we, we still got a long way to go in in getting um all schools with athletic trainers access to that care and uh, putting the policies into practice as you stated there so uh, you were recently appointed to the uh, Florida High School Activities Association or Athletic Association Sports Medicine Advisory Committee. So how were your role as president of FASMED? Um, you use that to influence change within the uh, FHSMAA. And uh, how will you use that commitment to the SMAC, as they call it, to influence the membership and goals of FASMED? Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, really a, a great privilege to be part of, of this group. I had my first opportunity to meet with the members of the committee, and, and they're from all uh, different cross sections of uh, healthcare and, and even outside of healthcare, which I think is great. You need representation from all influences to to you know, help make sure that you're not you know tunnel vision on your decision making. Uh, so we all, and we all have the same goal. Uh, it's, it's pretty basic. It's making sure that sports are as safe as possible. Uh, and then we all come from different backgrounds. And, and so my background, um, so number one, being a, a surgeon focused on, on, um, youth sports injuries, uh, but then now being involved in the, in this organization, uh, you know, gives me the, so I have the background and understanding what, what, types of uh, youth sports injuries occur and how hopefully we can prevent them. And then through this organization can help push those forward uh, collectively with the members of the organization, all, all uh, collaborating in, in our alliance is truly an alliance. That's why it's called Alliance for Sports Medicine. And then taking that message into the um, SMAC or, or FHSA uh, and uh, 
working with the state legislators uh, as well uh, through that committee to to take our message and say this is what's working this is what's not working and uh, this is how we can move forward so um, you know it's it's just again it goes back down to, uh, back to collaboration like we keep saying and uh, everybody on the same page which I think we are and um, you know I'll, I'll be in this position for this year and my hope is to be able to bring in uh, um, the, the next uh, president who can then carry this forward and, and then onward. So, um, you know, I, I, th- I think it's it's not me; it's it's the organization, and I'm just here holding this position and 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 hoping to to keep it keep it alive and, and active. Well, you're very humble about that. I appreciate that, and I know the excuse me, the uh, FHSA has undergone some changes this past year, but uh, still a very solid organization. And the SMAC has been a very valuable part of that in helping to create some of these policies and procedures and help people rethink things. Uh, I learned that one of your personal interests is with injury prevention programs, specifically uh, for the knee, the ACL prevention strategies. So can you describe how these programs work? And we can... uh, put some of them in our show notes too for parents and others to access, but um, how do, why do you feel these are important and how are they working and maybe some recommendations for them? Yeah. Well, you know, this injury is so an ACL tear in particular in a young athlete is, is just a devastating uh, situation for the athlete, the parent and everyone involved. And I see it on a, at least every week and, but usually multiple times a week uh, basis. And I have to have the same difficult conversations about, you know, how, uh, not only, you know, what, what they're dealing with from, from an injury standpoint and the treatment, but just, you know, how it just affects them psychologically and their, their, their main source of joy or one of their main sources of joy, their sport is, is pretty much taken away from them. And, you know, the, one of the toughest things about it is, is most parents and kids don't really understand the risk of this injury in general, and that there are some things that you know could be done to to maybe not completely eliminate the risk, but at least mitigate it or, or limit it some, and and they're proven. So so I my one of my big um, platforms I've been on lately is is, is uh, for a while now is to push the awareness, and then from the awareness, then the implementation of of injury prevention efforts, particularly for ACL injury prevention and. Um, so we know that young females are, are more at risk for ACL tears at, at, you know, depending on different studies you look at, uh, somewhere around six fold, uh, risk, um, uh, for tearing their ACL, particularly in young female soccer players. And, and there have been efforts in place now for some time, uh, to, to, uh, try and, uh, work on some training exercises that can help minimize their risk. And so, um, these are these are simple things that address some of the biomechanic biomechanical differences uh, that may make an athlete more at risk. So this has to do with how their balance is, how they're uh, jumping and landing, um, and and the exercises are targeted towards improving those mechanics uh, that that put them at a little higher risk. And you know, I we I was involved in a, a recent national uh, survey study where we we tried to survey as many parents of young athletes as we could. Um, it was a challenge, quite honestly, to get a lot of engagement. But we did get uh, about three hundred parents uh, specifically reporting on their experience or knowledge regarding injury prevention, and we found the an astonishing number. So eighty eighty percent of parents had no idea 
uh, the, about the existence that there are, are ways you can try and prevent ACL tears. So, um, and of, even of the 20% that said they did have awareness, a very small percentage of those had even uh, been involved in or their, knew of their child participating in, in such uh, preventative uh, training. So that just shows, as we kind of already knew, that there's just a lack of awareness. And so we have to improve awareness. And then on top, and then from there, we have to actually make sure that, that things are being done uh, to um, help prevent injuries. And so, so the, the, the programs actually aren't that challenging to implement. Um, it, it's basically something where a coach can be trained in how to do, and, and they can incorporate it into their regular training. Um, and then on top of that, be able to identify athletes that are potentially at risk by by noticing specific biomechanical uh, uh, differences that they may have that need to be specifically worked on, so they're not kind of a ticking time bomb for an injury. So, um, you know, we're never going to be perfect, but the, but knowing that there are things that can be done, then we should do everything we can to to uh, accomplish those. See the great need. We see too many kids uh, getting ACL reconstructions. Uh, ulnar collateral ligament reconstructions for their elbow, things like that. So these prevention programs and following the research, following the guidelines uh, can um, uh, lighten your load a little bit. Uh, but uh, at the same time, you you want to see those kids early on and before they turn into worse injuries for sure too. So um, any other any other thoughts or any other way, any, other, any encouragement you want to offer to your physician colleagues as to how to get involved and maybe how parents can get involved to uh, encourage their physicians to get involved in fast med. Well, in terms of getting involved in fast med, definitely enc- I encourage any um, physician or, or athletic trainer in, in the state and uh, reaching out to, to myself or uh, Bob, um, which I guess you can share the information of that. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, let us know their interests, and, and we'll get them get them lined up. This is for everyone, and and we don't just have it from a, um, you know, a. There's, or I should say, there's different levels of involvement, so or engagement. So one is the the active role uh, in terms of pushing for for policy changes and and uh, uh, having um, you know putting putting action into place uh, for making these changes happen. Uh, the other part of it is just being uh, uh, getting the general information about what's going on. So, you know, what, what policies we're pushing for uh, and why, uh, then also uh, being receptive to, to uh, feedback and engagement. So uh, we can all be on the same page about what's working, what's not working and how, and, 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 and you know, if we're not aware, you know, a particular area that needs uh, help, um, you know, or doesn't have athletic trainer coverage, then we don't know how to help them. So, you know, having as many people involved as possible helps us to know where the need is and how to, how to address it. So absolutely, we encourage as much involvement as possible. Um, and, you know, I, and again, as I said before, I'm just really uh, excited and pleased to see that that this is, you know, something we have in the state of Florida. And and uh, I think it's only going to continue to grow and get better. And, and I look forward to seeing what happening happens with it in the future. Well, that sounds great. And we do have uh, your information and Bob's information, the FASMED webpage, all that will be in our show notes. So please uh, take advantage of that. And so uh, thank you very much, Dr. Zach Stinson of Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando, Florida, and all for joining us today. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Youth Sports Safety Update. Our mission is dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and injury prevention. 
guests of the show, or stakeholders of youth sports safety. Views and conclusions expressed in this program are those of the guests and not necessarily those of the employees, administration, or associated staff of JSMP, and does not imply an endorsement of any product, service, or opinion discussed. All material presented to this program is provided for information only and should not be construed as professional advice. Any use of this podcast without the express written consent of the JSMP or FASMED is strictly prohibited. For more information and access to important resources on youth sports safety, visit our website at jaxsmp.com as well as our show notes. The Youth Sports Safety Update is a production of the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program. Your host and producer today is Jim Mackey. Please join us again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Stinson, and continue to keep them safe out there. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you.